So there is some news just in, an update on the Medibank data breach saga. The health insurer's online database was breached back in October and a ransomware group began to release that data yesterday after Medibank refused to pay any money. That decision to refuse, of course, backed by security agencies. Medibank has now said this morning it's aware the criminals involved have released an additional file on a dark web forum containing customer data that's believed to have been stolen from Medibank's systems. The ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan has been following this story closely and joins us now. Uh, Peter, thanks as always for your time. What more can you tell us? Well, good morning, Tom. Yes, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Medibank has just issued a statement uh, confirming that the criminal hacker has released an additional file onto a dark web forum. Uh, Like the earlier releases, Medibank says this contains customer data stolen from its systems, an act that uh, Medibank Chief Executive David Koskar describes as disgraceful and deplorable. He says the insurer is now contacting customers whose sensitive private data has been exposed. Uh, With all of Medibank's 9.7 million current and former customers now potentially exposed. Mr Koskar says the hackers are damaging the lives of real people who now might be discouraged from seeking medical care. He's also asking the media to help minimise the harm to customers by not downloading the stolen personal data from the dark web and then republishing it and also not to contact customers directly, given uh, real concerns about mental health and uh, well-being, about customers being targeted. As you mentioned, uh, Medibank has refused to pay any ransom, and that's a decision backed by the federal government and the Australian Federal Police. Okay, we'll be keeping a close eye on that developing story. An additional file uh, released on a dark web forum containing Medibank customer data. That news just breaking now. Uh, Peter, we were going to discuss with you another issue this morning that's, that's come out, and that involves involves Meta, the parent company for Facebook. It's announced it's slashing 13% of its workforce. What's gone wrong for Facebook? Well, Tom, it's pretty unusual to hear a tycoon uh, like Mark Zuckerberg concede that he got it wrong, but around 13,000 Meta staff are going to be paying the price. As you mentioned, uh, uh, that's going to be about 13% of the workforce, not just in Silicon Valley in the United States, but right around the world. Uh, Meta had hired aggressively during the pandemic to meet a surge in social media usage by consumers stuck at home, but its business has suffered this year year as people started getting out a bit more and then critically advertisers and consumers pulled the plug on spending in the face of 40-year high inflation and aggressive interest rate rises. Now Meta was once worth more than a trillion US dollars. It's now valued at around 256 billion US dollars after a big sell-off this year and it's been rapidly eroding Mark Zuckerberg's personal fortune at least on paper in the billions of dollars. That's got a of course, but the focus is on meta staff who are out the door and that's not great news, especially when a recession is looking likely in the United States. It's bad news though for those 13,000 staff being sacked, Peter. Meta shares though, just looking at that, they've surged. Why the bounce? 
Well, yes, it does sound distasteful when we're talking about the pain of real people being sacked. And we have seen similar austerity earlier this year at Twitter, Tesla, Microsoft and Snap. Now, Meta shares were up around 7% earlier this morning. But this is all about investors seeing Meta's management and Mark Zuckerberg in particular finally reading the signs and cutting costs in the, te- in the tens of billions of dollars and focusing on how to grow the company rather than sinking money into Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse or the world of artificial intelligence. Uh, Investments described by some analysts as supersized and terrifying cash-burning exercise. It reminds me a bit of the dot-com crash 20 years ago when those uh, flashy tech whiz kids with big ideas were later replaced by conservative managers wearing grey suits when tech company values tanked. Market analyst Russ Mould says Meta might well be a social media company, but this is all about hardline Wall Street pressures and also about dollars and cents. It sounds heartless, doesn't it? But don't forget, they are down 80% from their highs. There's probably a little bit of an element of relief in that this may support long-term profits and cash flows. Probably reflects relief that Mr Zuckerberg, the chief executive, is listening to shareholders who have been expressing concern over the share price decline, over the strategic direction of the company and looking for some more concrete numbers, the hard numbers on how they'll get a return on their metaverse investments. So I think those are the reasons why the shares are up today after what's been an exceptionally difficult two years for the firm. That is the market analyst Russ Mould and Peter Ryans with us. Peter, while we've got you there, to speaking of the share market, the surprising outcome in the US midterm elections, well, still a bit of uncertainty with the US midterms, but it has seen Wall Street sink this morning. Why are investors nervous? Yes, as you mentioned, some big falls by the close there on Wall Street. All three indices ending down around 2%, but uh, the NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, down uh, 2.4%. Now, this is all about concerns that while Republicans look like winning control of the House of Representatives, there's still uncertainty about their control of the Senate, and that muddies the outlook uh, for issues such as fiscal spending and uh, regulation, which has been big under a a Democrat-controlled Congress. Uh, Once again, like in the case of Meta, it does sound brutal, but big investors are hoping to see that red wave and Republicans securing both the House of Representatives and the Senate, which would result in gridlock. That sounds like that could be bad, but for investors, that's good because it would block or interfere with the legislative agenda from President Joe Biden. And that uh, split government, according to some analysts, is, um, is great for the share market because it makes it harder for the White House to achieve things like higher taxes on the wealthy and would also stop high spending, which could exacerbate inflation and also achieve what has been a very big Republican aim, and that's been of freezing the US debt ceiling. And, of course, debt has really skyrocketed during the pandemic. OK, Peter, thanks for joining us. It's the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan, and this is ABC News Radio. It's Thursday, the 10th of November.